This short is brought to you by Lens Protocol. Last week, we saw a news story surface, and I'm bringing it up in the sermon of, in, in the context of just commentary, right? Just for us to have a discussion over it. Um, the block, I guess, ha- there was news surfaced of them taking money from SBF, and then the, the CEO, after he acquired the company from, I guess, other the other parties that had started it. Um, took a bunch of money from SBF, a bunch of loans that were then spent on all these sorts of things. And there was a lot of, I guess, from what the community says, biased media um, and biased coverage around what was happening. And when you talk about examples of sweeping things underneath the rug and then getting sort of pilled by bad actors to to incentivize you to do that, um, I wonder what role, if the the organization was set up as a co-op or as a DAO, how that could have changed. Um, and if they, if they did things from a, a community first perspective, from an, uh, an operation model, from a monetization model, um, having more of a say and more transparency into how the media was covered and distributed and published and, and edited and all these sort of steps that come into producing a piece, what that yeah. would look like. Um, do you have any thoughts around that? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, transparency is probably number one. Right. And we've gone through some of these decisions at, at Coinage uh, and, you know, the production company, Trustless Media, as well. And we've learned transparency is generally the best way to lean into that. And so, you know, I don't want to throw stones at the block so much as, right. you know, I would observe that sometimes, you know, a lot of the issues stem from transparency and decisions people make to not be as transparent as they could be. Um, but specifically to kind of, I guess, you know, the question of bias and influence that some like very powerful people could have on media, right? And Jeff Bezos buying the Washington Post examples there, like rich people can do those things. But specifically for our model, like the reason why we wanted to create a co-op community on show is that, you know, essentially anyone who buys their ticket in would have kind of the same control or power as the next guy, um, which is different than like, a model that's set up where the company, you know, is owned by a Jeff Bezos. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, I, I would answer the question that the transparency bit of it all is important first. Um, and, you know, we've been transparent about kind of our stories and what we've had to do. Um, but I think that the model exists specifically for that issue is that you don't want to have someone with more outsized influence or power funding these things in a way that is different. But yeah, I think that that's very much at the core of exactly why distribution and co-ownership in the cooperative model, you know, where NFT holders can weigh in on this stuff matters. Um, But it is an interesting question as far as how that looks um, because, you know, that was a lot of money that was funded over there. Right. And, you know, we're a much smaller organization. (laughs) And so it's easy for me to say this model is way better now right but you know funding is an interesting thing as far as keeping these things alive and so those are those are decisions that each founder has to make when it comes to those things but i just think again the model of transparency or model built on transparency and co-ownership kind of enables some of that stuff there are problems too there are downsides right like in terms of weighing in on some of the stuff in the discord that like i don't know we're gonna have to figure out in terms of token gating and make sure that like maybe some of the stuff that we cover doesn't come out in a way that's like not ready um, but again, I think all these things are things that like a traditional media model would never get to do. Right. We built like uh, a fake 
my fake shitty New York City apartments in the metaverse, and now the cooperative <laughs> kind of co-owns those things. And those are things that like I wouldn't be able to do at a traditional media company. So um, wait, we we co-own your apartments. So does that mean we can stay in it as well, or, or how, do, yeah, how does that work? In, in a night, a night with Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have like a whole mock-up of this studio sitting on our Decentraland plot next to my shitty uh, amalgamation of New York City apartments, and it's owned by Coinage. And so, like, if that flips, you know, if the community wants to flip that thing, that's a choice we all make together. And we part ways with my shitty New York City metaverse apartments in Decentraland. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's a fun experiment is mostly what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, there are certain things that are wild and crazy that, like, I think only a show like this or a community like this would be able to tackle or at least experiment with, and we'll see what happens. Um, but it's just a very different model. Yeah. What's up, guys? Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ, and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash NFT, fill in your info, and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists, and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world, and I'll see you on the next episode.